Welcome to Strong Black Laughs, the show that brings you the black champions of comedy, brought to you by Netflix and Strong Black League. Each week, we talk to comedians who've given us an escape from the bullshit. That job, them kids, and those problems that just won't go away. People who've made us rethink our lives and the world around us, and most of all, made us laugh our asses off. When we're talking about black comedians, we can't go long without talking about Def Jam comedy. Those specials were like breeding grounds for the best of the best in black comedy. Some people thought it was inappropriate, too vulgar, or full of negative stereotypes about black people. But guess what? They probably weren't black. (laughs) And those who know, know that that was a place, one of the few places that gave space for black comedians to shine. It was the place where we were the audience and the entertainers. It gave us legends like Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey, and of course, the always, always hilarious Mike Epps. Ooh, I love this nigga. I love a Southern, old school ass nigga with an air of I ain't shit. It's just my thing, you know what I mean? (laughs) I was very excited to talk to him. Real ones know Mike Epps has been in the game since the 90s, but his big break came when he starred as Day Day Jones with Ice Cube in the Friday sequel, Next Friday. Now, y'all remember Day Day, don't you? And you remember his role from The Hangover as Black Doug? Now, he might have messed up the bags and sold the gang roofies, but Mike Epps does not play when it comes to his bag and when it comes to comedy. He stays busy. On top of his multiple movie roles, he's appeared in rap and hip-hop music videos like Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Hey Baby, and Ayo. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? This man has two Netflix specials under his belt. Man, don't you worry about what he been doing. So take a listen to the talk we had about building the community within the business, family, and laughing for the culture. This is Mike Epps. Hello, it's Janelle James, and this is the Strong Black Leads podcast. Today I have comedian, actor, film producer, Mike Epps. (sighs) What's up, (laughs) y'all? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. When did you know that you were funny? Well, you know, I definitely remember me being funny early on in, in school and stuff, so. Class clown? Class clown. I tell kids all the time, you know, that's a gamble that you take, acting a fool in the school and getting kicked out, because if you don't make it, you just become a bum or a criminal or You become a jail clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> class, class clown in jail. Yeah, jail clown. <laughs> So you talk about, you've spoken about having like a rough childhood as most of us blacks have had, but do you feel like that's how your comedy came out? Like you were trying to make that situation funny or or is that a cliche? I don't know, you know, that's what people say. Oh, I had a rough childhood and that, or I had bullies or whatever and I use humor. Yeah, well, you know, for any inner city black kid, you know, my parents didn't go to college. They didn't really have trades like that. So I definitely didn't come from money. Right. You know, I definitely grew up in the inner city, public schools, mm-hmm. welfare system. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. That ain't easy, you know, for no kid, you know, but that's where I think you get the best humor at. Because what other place can you see a three-legged dog? <laughs> except, <laughs> except in the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's just walking around like, you know, like, this is what I do. 
And yeah. so you make jokes about stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I make that. jokes out of stuff like so that. So what's like an example of like one of your class clowns? Thing? Were you one of those people, you standing up in front of the class doing things or you interrupting in the back, whispering? I used to beat on the table yeah. and make make songs. Mm -hmm. I used to uh, talk about people. That was one of my specialties, joning. We called it yes. joning. So how do you go from that into like doing comedy? Like, did you have like somebody you saw, you like, I want to do that? Or what, did you just like fall into like the comedy club part of it? I was in a little situation one time. I was in a work release center, and it was a dude named Daryl Outlaw who was sleeping in a higher bunk than me. He was up there laughing, and uh, I was like, what you laughing at? And he had a Walkman. Remember those Walkmans that you put your yeah, tape cassette I, I'm not in? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> put, the, put the tape cassette in, and he was laughing. I was like, what you laughing at? And that was the first time I heard Richard Pryor. Oh, wow. You know, I ain't really hear Richard Pryor till I was 21, 22 years old. Right. It was like when I heard him talking, I was like, man, I, he's talking about some stuff that I've seen around here. Right. By the time I've seen Def Comedy Jam come on, I was like, oh, I can do that. Right. But Richard Pryor definitely showed me where, you know, I could use my own material. You remember the first time you, you uh, went did on stage? Yeah. Yep. Was well, it a good my, experience? The first time I ever did stand-up was at my grandmother's retirement party. It was called Mama Let's Cook. My grandmother had retired from the deaf school from working there for 40-some years. And all the kids, because my grandmother had all these grandkids, all of them wanted to come up on stage and do a talent in do front of her. Do your little talent, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we all went up. And, I, of course, I did her. I put a little wig on and got up and cussed and did all that stuff in front of everybody. They laughed. So that was my first stand-up. Okay, and then so what was your first experience like in a, in a club? I went to this place called Ty Wilson's Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. I looked it up in the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, that's when you wanted to find something. You look in the phone book. I went in the phone book and looked up comedy clubs, and it said Ty Wilson's Comedy Club. 4336 Shaylin Avenue. Oh, man. You know, so I went up there, signed up for Ty Wilson's Comedy Club, and then they had another comedy competition mm. that was on the radio done by this guy named Terry. All these people were dead. Rest in peace to all of them. Mm. The guy Terry that put the show on is dead. My, one of the comedy guys I went to, I mean, like, man, telling these stories are crazy. But anyway, rest in peace to two other of my friends. I like to start by bringing the guests down. <laughs> sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. Everybody gone. You know, that's what's so amazing about sitting here talking about my journey. Yeah. Is that everybody in the beginning of my journey is rest in peace. Yeah, but you still here. Through yeah. the grace of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? He must ain't done with my ass yet. Right. But... So you did this comedy competition? And yeah, he they won? betted me. I won the comedy competition, oh. and uh, I got drunk before I went on stage. Made everybody laugh. So everybody in the neighborhood stuff heard me on the local radio. Like, come back next week, Mike Epps, the winner of Club Seville's. Come back this this week. So the whole city came, and I got arrogant and put on a suit and shit. <laughs> And got booed off stage. You know what? My first time doing stand-up, I did Good. well. And the second time. And, and that's how I was, <laughs> feeling myself. Everybody come, dressed, every, and I'm The second long, time, so. I got booed off stage. I was like, what? <laughs> but I was wild. I was like, fuck y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> fuck y'all, motherfuckers. But they say that's how you know that you're going to do it, because if you can 
feel that, get booed, and say fuck y'all, and so do it again. So the third time, I was yeah. I was serious. Yeah. I came back. The fact that you came back, a lot of people won't. Hell yeah, you I know. came back and won again. But I was like, oh, I'm out of here. So I moved to Atlanta, started doing comedy for a year, and that didn't work. I mean, you know, it, it worked, but that ain't Hollywood. So I moved to New York. Mm. And, and is uh, that where you got Def Jam? Yes, where I did Def Jam. So how it, was it? Is that an audition process or the or a referral? Or? Uh, uh, they I went to this club called the Peppermint Lounge mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Peppermint Lounge was hosted by Bill Bellamy. Okay. And that's where a guy named Bob Sumner who did Def Comedy where? Jam. Everybody know Bob. Everybody know Bob. Bob Sumner was doing Def Comedy Jam and picking talent all the time. So of course I had to meet him. I met Bob Sumner and he put me on Def Comedy Jam. Is that was that one of those and it changed my life experiences? Do you think? I mean, yeah, or, or it changed it for that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it definitely was a, a start. It was definitely my start. Yeah. Okay, so you have a new special, only one mic. I've watched it four times <laughs> and I think it's so hilarious. I appreciate it. It's on Netflix, which is amazing, you know, and I love good for Netflix. you like Thank you, right. Netflix. How does it feel to have like uh, special like on on I know you had others yeah. but this new platform to get out like it's worldwide man you know what it's it just feel good to still be in the business and still be able to come up with jokes mm. and make people laugh what's your favorite part about performing on stage my favorite part performing on stage is making my imagination become a picture mm. and then everybody laughing at it so I'm like damn if I see it in my head and it's funny and I'm able to translate it. Yeah. For everybody else. I won. Do you feel like I know I always feel like, dang, maybe I'm crazy. That's just the things that I think about. <laughs> and then then to be able to say it and then people laugh, you're like, Oh, maybe I'm not so crazy <laughs> after do. all. Yeah, it yeah. kind of releases that pressure yeah, for you. Like, do. oh I'm not nuts. Or maybe I am, but I've figured out how to make it funny. Yeah. Or it's you like say a, some shit that you and are a little too shy or embarrassed to say and they laughing like shit. Because most of the people are they doing it too. Thinking crazy thoughts. Yeah, they, yeah. Or, they, or they know somebody doing what you're talking yeah. about or they doing it. Right. And so one of the good things I always say about stand-up is that you get to, like, branch out into all kind of other things. And I know that you do a lot of acting. Day Day was your first acting gig. Yeah. Do you remember what that audition was like? Yeah, it was crazy, you know. When I pulled up, I seen Marlon Wayans. I seen the whole Hollywood out there reading for this role. Oh, I said, man. oh, Lord. But I was hungry. I knew I had something different than everybody. And And, what was uh, that? I had that street swag, you know what I'm saying? And that's what Friday was. It was um, some hood street. Right. You know what I mean? I've said, shit, if they beat me out on this, they deserve to win, because I know that. You you were like, I am this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what were your favorite moments playing that role in particular? We shot that movie in Valencia, California, Mm -hmm. and I remember that Chris Tucker did such a great job on the first one. By the time I got there, they was everybody was looking at me like, "What you gonna do?" Uh And I was like, "Uh, "I'm gonna do this one movie, and if it don't work, I'm gonna take the money and go buy some drugs and flip it. (laughs) So fuck y'all, whether it's funny or not, now." And then, but I was scared as hell because I remember doing the first scene, and I was like, "Damn, they ain't laughing." John Witherspoon was just looking at me like, dude. I said, oh, shit. They don't think I'm funny. He was like, no. Ice Cube was like, no, it ain't time for you to be funny yet. So 
when it was time to be funny, he was like, Mike, today, this is what we doing. Turn it on. By that time, I was already relaxed with everybody. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that worked. Yeah. Um, this portion of the show is a deep dive, and that's when we go back in your career to a bit or a moment in time, and then we uh, talk about it. And this is it. Let's take a listen. Turn a hoe into a housewife. Look, I met the one about three months ago, right? Yeah. She gonna look. I come to find out she had a little pause in her stomach. I ain't even paying no attention to her. I thought it came from drinking the forty. Yeah. Come to find out this bitch pregnant. What? Yeah, I'm talking about I'm the baby's daddy. Right. I ain't lying, man. And that ain't the bad thing. I look, I broke up with the one two Fridays ago. And look, I, I didn't took a uh, 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 one of them restraining things out on Yeah. And the whole shit, and look, and she still keep harassing me. Mm-hmm. Worst day of my life, dude. When's the last time you've seen that? Man, that shit was crazy <laughs> looking at it. Because I can, I can still feel myself right then doing that. Nervous? Just trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to say. I mean, you see uh, Ice Cube is laughing. So I feel like at that I point. I knew I, got, I had it right then. Yeah, he's already like breaking well, character. I had him laughing. I said, oh, shit. What you think about how young you look? Because <laughs> that's been the best part about doing these interviews is watching people watch the old. like, oh, my God. <laughs> Time don't fucking wait. <laughs> Watching that now, is there anything you would do differently? But you got the part, so obviously not. But yeah, yeah. You, what I would do, you, do different is I would have uh, saved my money. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the shit out of that money as soon as I fucking got it. Was there a break between this role and, and the next one? <sighs> yeah. Did you blow it before? What you no, buy? I, I bought my mother washing and dryer. Well, that's a good. That's a good thing. And I paid. I owe Macy's some money because they, they. That's what you did with your day day money. Yeah, paid off your Macy's. My, paid my Macy's card <laughs> off. And I had some back child support that I had to pay. Thank God, because they wanted me to do sixty days on that <laughs> in jail. They said you do sixty days and you don't have to pay the child support. I said I know I'm gonna give y'all the money. I think I spent the rest on hookers and booze. <laughs> I was waiting to get to that part. <laughs> no, I didn't spend it. On they got a portion of it. So now that now you in Hollywood mm-hmm. and that's a different kind of place. I am finding out. Like yeah. what are some lessons that you've learned just how to navigate this crazy I mean business? You, you have to really, really um be self sufficient in Hollywood. The days of agents hooking you up mm-hmm. and trying to get the hook up is over with. Right. The business has turned into work begets work, you know. If you bring in something to the table they'll give you something. Right. If you come empty-handed, you're gonna have to deal with whatever they give you. Right. Do you feel like you, as a comedian, that you're like boxed into certain roles or like Marlon Wayans was talking about how he wants to be the guy. He said the guy right now is Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Hart gets all the scripts first and that's what, you know, and, and gets to choose what he wants to do and that's what being the guy is. And he, even though I think he has a great career, he still wants to be that guy. Like, are you, do you feel like, even though you've been in the business for a while, that you're still trying to get, no? Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't keep up with that that's high peace. school shit. <laughs> that's some high school shit. Yeah. I don't compete with black men anyway. Who you competing with? The white man. The white man? Yeah. He got all the money. Shit. You think that's a winning game? A game you can win? I mean, you know, if you're going to compete with somebody, you might as well shoot at the bank. (laughs) 
you can't shoot at uh, you can't compete with another black man who got some money from another direction right or got some fame you know right. we all trying to get the same thing he just got a little bit more you know so i don't look at my career like that and uh as far as i'm concerned i already made it right. you know i just told you i had a hard childhood so to be successful and you alive that's right. right. To be successful, not on drugs, you know, have a career, not have graduated from high school. Shit, I already made it. I bought my mother a washer and dryer. Word. <laughs> so you got the Netflix special out, but you're also going to be in a film for Netflix co-starring with Eddie Murphy. Can you tell me about that role? It's called Dolomite Is My Name. Oh, man, this is a crazy movie. Uh, it's got everybody in it. Wesley Snipes. Oh, my goodness. T.I., Snoop Dogg, <laughs> myself. Right. You know, and what's your what's your part in? I play a guy named Jimmy Lynch, mm -hmm. which is a Dolomite's a friend of Dolomite. And Dolomite, if everybody knows, was a guy named Rudy Ray Moore who really, really was the first Tyler Perry. You know, of black films, black exploitation films, black yeah. exploitation films. He shot these movies for no money. Mm -hmm. It had pimps and whores in it, and he he had rhymes and riddles, and he was really just an all round entertainer. So. It's a great story, man. Eddie Murphy plays Dolomite, and uh, I played one of his friends, Jimmy Lynch. He had a crew of people with him. I mean, that's super exciting to be, like, in a movie that Eddie Murphy, you know, like, making his little, you know, comeback. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. that's cool. And I got another movie coming out with uh, Cat Williams called Meet the Blacks. I love, yeah. yeah. What's that about? Uh, Wait, is there another Meet the Blacks? Yes, Meet the Blacks 2 coming out. Oh, this out. is 2. Okay, yeah. you need to say the 2 after. I'm like, did somebody tell him yeah, that there's yeah, another? Yeah. <laughs> I play a black guy in this movie, too. I mean, your range yeah, is yeah, amazing, yeah. as we covered earlier. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. Cat Williams and you, that's going to be... Yeah, I'm already yeah. laughing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so at the end of the show, we like to play a game, word association. That's when I say a word, and then you tell me the first thought that comes to your head when I say it. Right. You ready? Let's, Let's go. go. Laughter. Myself. <laughs> Money. I need some. <laughs> Twitter. I ain't on it no more. Word. Home. Indiana. Blackness. Us. Friday. I hope they do another one. Yes. All right, well, Mike, thank you so much for coming through. It's I'm over like, with? Yeah, man. See, you, want, you got shit to do. That's what I was told. So we, we done. See, you like talking to me now. Now you regret it. Now I ain't got no more questions for you. You're a you great your interview, lady. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Who knows where we'll find Mike next? Maybe pop locking and vibing in our next favorite rap video or getting us all to bust the gut in his next stand-up special. One thing's for sure, Mike Epps is nowhere near finished. This dude's going to be making moves in the comedy game for a long time. And that's it for this episode, people. Thanks for tuning in this week for another episode of Strong Black Laughs. This show is produced by Strong Black Lead and Netflix with Pineapple Street Media. You can find us wherever you find your podcast. Our jams are by DJ Don Will. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Don Will. I've been your host, Janelle James. You can find me on Twitter at, at Janelle J Comic. Make sure you follow Strong Black Lead on all of the socials at Strong Black Lead. And if you enjoyed what you've heard, don't be rude and keep it to yourself. Tell your friends and family about Strong Black Laughs. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to Strong Black Laughs on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's been me, y'all.